Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Boundaries podcast, a podcast where we interview faculty, students, staff, and alums of the Beyond Boundaries series of courses and the Beyond Boundaries program at Washington University in St. Louis. In this podcast, we aim to reach across the digital divide and highlight engaging stories told by Beyond Boundaries faculty and students at WashU and their ideas for future work and play. We hope to give you a window into what Beyond Boundaries is, featuring the next generation of interdisciplinary thinkers and collaborators whose aim is to leverage curiosity across disciplines in an effort to solve some of the most complex and challenging problems we face in the world today. My name is Rob Morgan, and I am the director of the Beyond Boundaries program at WashU and a teaching professor in the area of design and the performing arts department. Enjoy the show. My guests today are Mandy Huang and Bennett Rosenberg. Both are students at WashU here in the uh, in, in arts and sciences. Uh, Mandy is not in the Beyond Boundaries program, but Bennett Rosenberg is. I'm so delighted that they're both with us. Um, they both have a background in environment, sustainability, and climate change, both coming at that particular discipline from an arts and sciences point of view, as opposed to an environmental engineering point of view. So I'm really excited to, to actually get inside their heads a little bit today. Um, uh, Mandy is just was just promoted to a, an associate in the Office of Sustainability, and Bennett is a associate in the Climate Change Program at WashU, and both really, really great, wonderful students. Mandy is a, um, a survivor, should I say, of my design creativity class that I teach, <laughs> and um, so she has a bit of a Beyond Boundaries background, at least on as far as that goes. So thank you to you both for, for being on the podcast today. Uh, thank, thank you so much for inviting us. This is um, exciting. Uh, always happy to share about my experience and talk to other people. Seconded. Absolutely. Uh, so Mandy, would you kind of give us a, a kind of a background of, um, what, are you now currently a third year student at WashU? Yep, I am uh, starting, oh, well, I guess this is second semester. So I'm finishing my junior year here at WashU. <laughs> Um, I am an environmental analysis major, and I think Bennett is too, and uh, environmental biology minor. Gotcha. And yep. yourself, Bennett? Yeah, I'm also an environmental analysis major, and I'm minoring in the business of social impact uh, at Olin. Oh, fantastic. That's really cool minor. Definitely have thought about that too, but I think it's like too late for me to <laughs> sign up. But I, I'm taking, are you taking the social impact class in the fall? Or uh, yes, I will this be semester? taking Is it this semester? Well, I'm taking intro to social entrepreneurship this semester for the minor. I see. Okay, cool. Nice. So uh, starting with Mandy, where are you both from? Give us a bit of a backstory of, uh, you know, how you, how you landed at WashU prior to your, your journey before WashU. Um, so I am from Southeast Missouri. Um, very rural part of Missouri. Um, and I spent most of my life there, uh, went to public school there until sophomore year, and then went to private school in Chattanooga for junior and senior year. And that's when I really started getting into sustainability, had the resources and peer interest to start um, getting more into that. And then I came to WashU. Uh, I am from Mountain View, California. Um, for me, sustainability has always been like a part of my path. Um, since really kindergarten, we started singing a song about trees. I remember it very clearly. And I was like, wow, trees really provide a lot of good, good things for us. 
um, and that really set me forward. Um, and when it came time to apply to college, WashU really stood out actually because of the Beyond Boundaries program um, and the interdisciplinary focus that it had um, was really, I think, important to me. Um, but there was also another aspect of, of really of WashU which stood out, which is the its location in the Midwest. Because I feel like a lot, so I grew up on California, a lot of people either stay in California or go to the East Coast. Um, and I felt like I wanted a little bit of a different perspective in my education while still getting like a liberal arts education. Um, and so I felt that heading to somewhere in the middle of the country, not on either coast, um, would really benefit me and, and help really provide something new. Hmm. And what have you found, um, I guess, beginning with Mandy again, what have you found to be uh, sort of a surprise for you perhaps at WashU? Because Mandy, you've done a lot of different things. You've been uh, a waste reduction and diversion associate. You were a Tyson Research Fellow for a while. You might want to uh, tell our listeners, uh, you know, what the Tyson Research Center is. Um, you know, how have you leveraged, I guess, WashU to suit your interests and uh, add to your exploration? Um, yeah, thank you. That's a really good question. So I don't think coming coming into WashU, I was actually really interested in doing um, biomedical research and I had done research in high school and sustainability had always been like a passion of mine, but I mostly did it with my extracurriculars. Um, coming to WashU, I started getting more and more into um, sustainability, taking on more and more like leadership positions and doing joining more and more groups. Um, and realized that I wanted it to be like a core part of, I think, like what I want to study and what I want to pursue in my career. Um, I did the Tyson. So the Tyson internship is, um, it's a hands-on field work uh, research kind of thing. Um, and the Tyson Research Lab, um, when I when I tell people I interned at Tyson they're like oh like the the chicken the chicken nugget company and I'm like no <laughs> no um, actually but it's, no it's a um it's this really it's a large plot of land for environmental field station research and what I got to do this summer um thankfully I still had the internship even though COVID was online it was really nice um but I was part of the wildlife conservation and a or applied conservation and wildlife uh, monitoring team. And I got to look at um, the, I got to work on the St. Louis Wildlife Project, which is a really cool um, like biodiversity monitoring project that uses a research model that's um, used all across the US, looking at biodiversity patterns from um, the center of a city to rural areas, measuring what kind of animals appear, how frequently they appear, how many animals appear um, to make um, some, I guess, like connections about how urbanism affects uh, biodiversity. So that was really cool. Um, I didn't quite, I didn't know, I think, coming into WashU, how many um, environmentally related opportunities there are and I have been so like happy and so like with the experiences and support that I have gotten from uh, administrative support um, as well and peer support 
uh, program opportunity support that I've gotten at WashU to do sustainability. And that's been really exciting for me. Nice. Before I let you go, Mandy, are, have there been uh, specific faculty members for you that you've engaged with maybe on a research level that have been um, particularly um, influential for you? Um, I would say... Um, Except that creativity class you took your first year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I definitely, I have... WashU has amazing, amazing professors. I'm always so blown away by listening to what they have to do, like outside of teaching. Um, I think Professor Arvidsson for my Earth Environment class, like he drives the Mars roof. Like, like what the heck? I <laughs> took that class with Bennett, um, and I there's just so many. And I, some of the really cool classes I think I took, I've taken at WashU. Some of the highlights um would be the there's a U college sustainability class um I took it last semester I think and it's all it's part of like this um sort of sustainability certification program mm -hmm. through the U college and I took it with all adults and it was really interesting because I've never taken a class with adults before um but the professor Colin Wellenkamp is an amazing person um who taught me a lot about sustainability in the policy and business sphere. Um, and I would say one of the biggest mentors for me is probably um, Cassie H in the Office of Sustainability. She's yeah. helped me um, through all of my internships and before then um, a lot of mentoring through um, different student projects like um, Student Sustainability Board and WashU Green Ambassadors. If I've, um, if uh, like peer students and I have had a project idea we were always able to bring it to somebody and she'd often be the point person for those projects and connecting us to other people to get those done so that has been really awesome for me as well nice nice we had cassie on a a panel on the environment that included bennett rosenberg uh in the beyond boundaries seminar just last semester so bennett same same question to you how is how was your journey here at WashU? have you leveraged the resources and have you had influential professors as well uh absolutely uh, so I'll, I'll start with that last question. Have I had influential professors? I think about every single one has been influential in some way. Even on classes that I wasn't particularly interested at the start, I often found myself learning at least one valuable lesson that I take away um, by the end of the semester. Um, probably the best example of this is just last semester, I took a class with Professor Catalano um, about soil science. And I actually didn't even want to take the class. I just enrolled because my friend was in it and she's like a senior. So, you know, it was our last time to like be in a class together. And it was, it is actually my favorite class that I've taken at the university so far. Um, I, I reference it all the time, actually. So it's on soil science. And so every time I go hiking, which is pretty frequently, especially during COVID, um, I like look at the soils, I take pictures. Sometimes I'll send it to him be like, look at this like soil horizon. I just got really into it, really enthusiastic about it. Um, and so, yes, have there been influential professors? Absolutely. Um, I also find myself going to like office hours and trying to just connect with professors outside of class and they're always very responsive. Um, so that's been a huge plus and definitely a resource that WashU has offered to me consistently. Yeah, so. professors always like to talk about their area of research. It's just a <laughs> yeah. treat. So I'm, I'm not surprised that they've, you've engaged with them. Um, the other way that I've 
I guess, engaged with the resources that WashU gives um, has been through events. So WashU has a ton of event speakers that come. Um, when it's not COVID time, I mean, it's every day there, there's something. Um, I, would, I would probably go to one like once a week or once every two weeks, about that amount of time. Um, but a, a couple of them have been incredibly, um, I guess, career altering or I don't know. They've really changed my perspective, some of them. Uh, one of them was actually, it was Power Trip by Dr. Weber. And he talked about just like the various forms of energy um, and kind of the future of where that industry could be going. Um, and it really just opened my eyes. I mean, we all heard, we all know like solar and wind and stuff, but it was much more nuanced. And there were just so many variables that I hadn't known about. And now I'm actually taking a class um, energy governance in the Middle East. And I'm just gonna like be able to apply more knowledge and, and be able to make more connections. And that actually leads me to my last point, which is making connections across classes has been something that um, I think has completed, or I mean, I'm not complete with my education, but like it's really um, complemented uh, the education that I've gotten so far because I'll learn something in say soil science and I'll be able to apply it to what I learned in environmental policy and, and start like brainstorming ways that maybe there could be a political solution to a way that we are mismanaging our soils or something like that. Um, so making the connections uh, and really talking about it with the professors has been like one of the most uh, common ways that I've engaged with, with like WashU resources. Sure, sure. And there's an aspect of something you said, Bennett, that I wanna make sure I underlined, and that is often students, I think um, wisely, uh, as my uh, dear colleague, uh, Griselda McClelland, uh, advises her advisees to take a chance on a class every once in a while, you know, just to, and like you said, I think it was the soil science class that you were like, I didn't, a friend of mine was in it, I took it because of that, and it was life-changing, you know, I, I think that's often the case, is that a, a, a class you just take a chance on that sounds interesting, and uh, you just sort of dive in headfirst and see how it goes can really affect your path and your uh, your outlook on things. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, also, another example of that is I went to an event last year um, on just US-China relations and mm -hmm. about sort of the emerging Cold War that may or may not end up happening. Um, and I was really interested in it. So I took a class this semester on US-China relations. And again, like the prospects and really diving into it from like an academic perspective. Um, and well, that kind of speaks for itself. It was really, really interesting. Um, speaking of office hours, I went to like a lot of office hours, let's just say. Um, and we just, I just talked to the professor every week about like, I love some, it. some new piece of news or something. Nice, nice. How about you, Mandy? Has there been a course that you've you've kind of taken as a chance and it kind of had an, a profound impact on you? Um, so I would say, I uh, the weird. I think like for me, um, one of the lessons I've learned is not to take classes just for maybe a major. <laughs> um, and I think throughout the first two years of um, my college experience, I did a lot of that. Um, I was like, oh, I got to take this class so I can maybe be a chemical engineer or, oh, I have to take this class. So because it's part of biology major um, and what's really awesome about the environmental analysis major is that it has so many different classes in so many different areas of study. 
And um, I think my favorite classes I've taken at WashU um, have been from those options. And they were from last semester, actually. So environmental, I know, ecological economics um, by Professor Webb and international energy politics by Dr. Reddig, um, who's also teaching the um, energy governance class you're going to take, Bennett. Um, those have been really, really amazing classes for me to see things through like a global perspective, a non-US perspective, um, a non-Western right. perspective has been really amazing. And seeing sustainability through like economic lens and like a, a more of a systems like economic and political lens has been really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. So that, I don't know, the major has just been really awesome for me. Nice, nice. What about uh, extracurriculars? Have you um, have you been members of student groups? I think Bennett, you're in a in an acapella group called Reverb that uh, my own stepdaughter is in, which is kind of cool. Um, but uh, maybe sustainability related uh, student groups or otherwise. What 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 have you? How have you found your um, your path in an extracurricular way at WashU? Yeah, so I started as an eco rep for mm -hmm. um, as part of the Congress of the South 40 um, thing my freshman year for my dorm. Um, and then I got involved in Student Sustainability Board, um, which does mostly like um, student group consulting, event consulting for mm -hmm. how to make it more sustainable, um, and event greening, which we provide like compostables and um, like zero waste. Um, or minimizing waste um, consulting and advice, uh, event planning strategies for event student groups. And then I got into the WashU Green Ambassadors program and I run the compost program, the South 40 compost program right now. Um, and I most recently um, took on the Student Environmental Council executive role um, and that has been, I think, the most, actually, no, all of them have been really great. Um, this has been really awesome for me because um, the role, our role as SEC um, is to help connect all the student groups and um, connect the student groups to university resources and SU resources. Um, and that's been really awesome. Um, we're currently working on um, reviving and strengthening the Eco2Go program on campus. Um, we are working on relaunching the off-campus compost program um, that we worked on last semester and pushing our university for like um, more the most ambitious or like an ambitious uh, climate neutrality goal based off of the SU resolution mm -hmm. passed last year. Um, so I think the most joy I've found in working in these student, oh, I'm also in um, a swing swing theory, which is a swing dancing group. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's like my little fun thing. I think I, they're all fun things. I think, but um, right. that's like my non sustainability thing. Um, There's also a knitting group called String Theory. I think. Yes, so. yes, there is. I've actually gone to a couple of those meetings too. <laughs> I, I just wanted crocheting. the listeners to know there's a difference yes. between swing theory and string, and string theory. theory yeah. <laughs> you yeah. might end up in the wrong um. student group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, that's been really fun. I think um, in all of my sustainability groups, I think it's been the most um, amazing thing to be able to find other people who are 
um, have all of these amazing ideas and so much passion and so much drive and just all of the, these fresh eyes, I think, to um, sustainability on campus, um, especially when you're coming in as a new member. Um, you see all of these things that I think people who have been in the same like environment has um, or does see. And it's really amazing to be able to bring these people together and set a goal and work towards the goal and like yeah. do things, I think. So that's been really awesome for me. And mm -hmm. it's really awesome that I think that WashU has like really good um, support administrative support for um, sustainability projects, at least from the Office of Sustainability. We've been working really closely with dining services this semester. And so it's been really awesome to also like have that support right. um, from that side. Sure. Uh, Bennett, same question to you about your extracurriculars. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll start with Reverb since you mentioned it. <laughs> um, Reverb is uh, the acapella group that I never thought I would join. I mean, it's just classic college, right? I, I didn't even sing much before, but you know, it's just kind of fun. Uh, I kind of just do it as like an expression and art form practice, you know, good good to sing, you know, sure, good to get, get, get your emotions out every once in a while. Of course. Um, and it's, you know, it's a great community experience. Um, but regarding sustainability, um, the student club that I'm most active in uh, is Net Impact. So that's a sustainability and business club, uh, part of Olin again. Um, and I think of it as kind of a way to combine my major and minor in an extracurricular form. And it's so far, it's brought up some really interesting opportunities. It's kind of similar to the Student Sustainability Board, which is in arts and sciences, um, but it sort of takes on a business perspective. And uh, in it, people do projects. Uh, at my first semester in it, I did a project on um, kind of like a consulting a little bit for a local company that sells cricket powder, which is, if, in case you're not aware, mm. bugs are much more sustainable, much lower carbon, much less water, much less land needed, um, mm. but still a lot of protein and omega-3, which oh. is um, found in fish. So anyway. So um, cricket, cricket powder is made from crickets. Yeah, it's oh, made from, wow. it's kind of gross. <laughs> it is, no, no, I will kidding. admit, um, but it tastes fine right <laughs> but yeah. anyway so i was doing some consulting work for them just like seeing what the demand and market stuff was i don't know i was a freshman i was kind of learning on the job mm -hmm. um but yeah it was really really interesting to get mm -hmm. that kind of business sustainability perspective and that was called net impact yeah net Got impact mm -hmm. yeah um and then also my other like key extracurricular with sustainability um is my work at the climate change program uh that's pretty hefty job but I'll just talk about one of my favorite things to do there, which mm -hmm. is, it's called the research highlights. And basically we, um, or we find professors that are doing climate related research. And so far, I think we found one professor from every school. So now we're just kind of cycling around and continuing to find different departments and stuff. Um, and we interview them and we write an article about them, um, about their work and why they do it. And it's really to promote their work and, and share, you know, motivation about climate work um, during this sort of time of emergency. Um, and it's really interesting for me as, well, I guess I'm a sophomore now, as a sophomore to um, connect with professors that I really wouldn't otherwise know. Um, and also there's uh, along a similar vein, we do um, highlights in the form of finding 
climate publications that are coming out of WashU and just consolidating them. And what, I, I'm the one who does that. And so what that means is I'm reading a lot of articles that are coming out of WashU, seeing if they're related to climate change. And now I get, I get this huge benefit of like seeing what's going on from WashU, what sure. climate work is being published and also the ones that aren't related to climate change that we don't end up adding. I still read through. Mm -hmm. to, um, so I'm learning a ton about just like what the current research is. And so that's just really rewarding. Um, finally, I'll just mention uh, two, two clubs that I'm actually not involved with, but I'm really, really excited <laughs> to get involved with. Um, one is a new student group called Terra, and it's a magazine um, huh. about nature and environment. And I, I'll, I'm going to be a writer for it, hopefully. Oh, great. And it, it's just, um, I don't know, I've wanted to do more writing recently. And nice. just kind of reflecting on my own opinions and learning from others, I think yeah. would be really valuable. Nice. Um, and the last thing is the Wash U Outdoor Club. I really should have gotten involved earlier. I love the outdoors and <laughs> haven't really found the time, but I'm going to make time for Got it. Soon. And does a student have to be in person in St. Louis to be a part of the outdoor club or no? Do you know? I think they were just, I think they weren't even allowed to do anything. Got it. Last hmm. semester. Nice. So, you all just yeah. reminded me. <laughs> Uh, you seem to have reminded me last night I was on the front porch. I heard an owl outside and I was on the front porch and I, the owl was right directly across the street in a tree. And uh, I started playing barred owl noises from my phone on YouTube <laughs> to see oh. if I could, I could get it to converse with me. <laughs> did it work? And did it? Well, I don't, it seemed to hoot at the right time. So maybe mm. I was talking to it, but um, I joked on it Twitter. was nice. <laughs> yeah, I joked on Twitter that I'm now I'm now um, on the hook for college tuition for four baby barred owls. <laughs> oh my so gosh. I didn't know what I was saying. But, At um, home, we have a pet skunk. Uh, well, what? I don't know if it knows that it's a pet. Oh. Um, it just walks around the porch <laughs> at night, and we put out some water sometimes. Oh, um, nice. This is delightful. I, I would love to know um, what you've been doing kind of uh, during COVID. Uh, you know, it's been difficult for all students. You know, some, some of you have, you know, days full of Zoom classes. Um, how have you stayed sane? Have you, uh, do you, do you enjoy the outdoors? Do you try to make a point of doing that? Have you been reading books or watching television or how do you, you know, how do you spend your free time to kind of uh, relax your brain? Mm. I think that with um, last semester, all of my classes were online um, and all of our club meetings, of course, also were online. So mm -hmm. pretty much I felt like last semester it was meetings. It felt like I was meeting from the moment I woke up, woke up until like after dinner sometimes. Um, and so I think I'm still working on finding that like work-life balance yeah. um, and finding ways to kind of distance myself from working. Um, I, I do like cooking. Um, and I recently with Jordan, uh, my cousin, um, who's living in my apartment right now before she goes back to Wash U. Yeah. Um, a quick been, shout out, Jordan Lynn is in yes. the first year class of Beyond Boundaries. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I forgot we didn't talk yeah. about her. <laughs> um, but it's been really, we've been trying to find like fun recipes um, oh, cool. that we haven't made before with like the ingredients that we have. Um, <laughs> So like improvising and cooking and I have picked up crocheting in the very last bit oh. of last semester. So um, nice. yes, 
very fun currently making like little squares I can put under our couch and coffee table so they don't <laughs> scrape the floor um, very easy thing That's to do great. um and watching a lot of Netflix gotcha yeah nice do you have a quick shout out for a Netflix show or movie that you recommend uh I feel like this is like uh, this is such a revealing and personal question oh it's okay you don't have to answer it <laughs> um I I I've watched so many different finished so many different series um this this break but I uh -huh. just finished watching Pose which was really good uh -huh. uh, about um ballroom culture in I think New York City huh. uh, a couple decades ago and I just finished watching Money Heist which is completely in Spanish neither Jordan and I know how to speak Spanish <laughs> but we did, we watched the subtitles and it was really great it's about these people who essentially just rob really high hope high profile banks um very That's... intense <laughs> okay fun yeah to clarify you said ballroom culture not barroom culture yes ballroom okay. ballroom okay Nice. It's a great movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it called Strictly Ballroom, which is one of my favorite films of all time. It's about, it's sort of a, a bit of a dark comedy <laughs> about ballroom dancing. Uh, um, Bennett, how about you? What have you been uh, doing to stay sane? You, yeah. uh, you did a whole remote semester last semester, but I you're did, thankfully yeah. coming, coming back to St. Louis this semester. Yeah. So A, I'm very excited to come back, but this semester, this past semester, um, I really, I'm kind of with Mandy. I felt like I was just in meetings for a lot of most of the days, but then every Friday I would go on a hike in the local nature preserve, um, just like up the mountains a little bit. And that was so refreshing. I mean, I, before COVID started, I feel like, you know, I, I, I feel like I didn't have a full appreciation for my own backyard. Um, and now that I've been home for 10 months or however long it's been, I've, I completely, I feel like I've flipped that on its head. Um, I find myself just going up and just sitting in trees. Maybe I'll bring up a book, although that only happened once, admittedly. Um, but uh, looking at the moss or the lichens, there's this really cool tree that's, um, it's red and it's cold when you touch it. I think it's oh. called a maroon tree. Hmm. I'm not mistaken. It's cold when you touch it? Yeah, or it's cool to the touch, hmm. even though it's in direct sunlight. Um, just really fascinating stuff. Um, but yeah, aside from, from like going outdoors, you know, when it's daylight, um, I have done quite a bit of reading. Um, I don't know if you could see the stack of books behind me. Yeah. They're all just different nonfiction things that mm -hmm. I just kind of pick up mm -hmm. every few weeks. The audience can't see me. it, but, but note, we'll note that there is a stack of books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Um, and also, I don't know if you've heard of Masterclass, but my family subscribed for yes. one year. Oh, exciting. yeah. It's like YouTube, but like educational. And we've been learning all these gourmet recipes and ukulele. Um, they don't have a harmonica one, unfortunately, but I did discover my great grandfather's harmonica. And so now I've been oh. trying to like practice that a little bit. I'm not very good. You know, nice. Kind of on the ears but you should play us you should play us off uh, i want to i want to get to that point i could just like pick it up and jam right um yeah and, oh i guess on that note i've been practicing singing just again to stay sane right. i mean i remember i emailed my old voice coach um just being like help 
please help me. <laughs> She's like, I got this. Um, and then the last thing really is just like hanging out with my high school friends since um, I'm far away from WashU. You are, you are, but you'll be, you'll be coming back soon. I will be great. back. Yeah. Um, well, I'd love to kind of wrap up by asking you all a question we ask all of our guests on the podcast, and that is if you could go back in time. So for you, Mandy, a couple or a couple of years, and for Ben in another year and a half or so, um, uh, what advice would you give your first year self if you could go back in time? Not to say that you've had um, educational paths that you're not proud of, but um, but what would you kind of whisper in your in your first year self's ear to maybe put yourself at ease um, or or nudge yourself in a certain direction? Do you want to start, Mandy? Yeah, I would say um, academically, um, I've come to learn that the it's more about the experience and what you learn than the title of your major or the title of the class Hmm. um and I guess like major requirements and I think if I were to go back I would tell myself that um take classes that you're more interested in take new classes um and don't be afraid um it's good to keep your options open by taking a wide variety of classes um I feel like that's contradictory to what I just said but it's um, keeping, I guess, like keeping different major options open, it's good to keep a variety of options open, but it also can be, uh, it's okay. You have four years, like you can, you can make up those classes later. And even if you don't have a specific major, it does not keep you from doing, um, what you want to do, I think, uh, professionally in a career. Um, and then I think, um, extracurricular advice or like, um, kind of like, finding your passion or maybe just like navigating things you care about advice is to talk to people Mm. um I think my first um one I think my freshman year I just like stopped uh a someone sitting outside of Olin she was reading a book um next to the like half walls on the bike racks and I was just like hey, so I'm thinking about this major. Um, Do you happen to know anything about it? And then we ended up being friends. I have her number now and we talk occasionally. (laughs) Um, And she was happy to, I think like everyone at WashU is super happy to talk about their experiences also and super excited to connect. Um, And that has been really awesome for me. And I think I've learned a lot and been able to do a lot by connecting with other people. Mm -hmm. As from a professorial kind of point of view, I've often found students at WashU specifically versus other uh, institutions I've taught at really celebrate each other's successes and truly in a in a genuine way that they they're not uh, all that competitive. They're they they're like, hey, that's fantastic, or yes, I'm happy to help you. There's a a very kind of friendly atmosphere um, amongst students, which is not always the case. Um, uh, same question to you, Bennett. What, what, uh, if you could go back, I guess, a year and a half in time and whisper, whisper in your own ear, what would you say? Yeah, on the topic of, you know, connecting with people, mm-hmm. I would say, do your best to find the good in everyone. Mm-hmm. Every single person has a good side. Um, and that includes yourself. You know, sometimes I'm very hard on myself with academics or like social, anything really. Um, and there's good in every single person, including your roommate, including you know, your classmates, your professors, yourself. Um, 
And I think it's a good skill to be able to separate um, maybe parts of people that you may not like or parts of yourself that you're, you're mad at or something and instead focus on what there is that make life, you know, good, sure. happy. Nice. That's very profound. That's Thank really, you. really good advice. Yeah. yeah. Well, fantastic. It's been great to, uh, to chat with you both. I'm a fan of both of you. And um, it's just a treat to kind of talk about this topic with both of you and get it on, um, get it on the on tape. I'm dating myself now, but get it, getting it online for other students to, to hear. Let's end with one quick one, though. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? <laughs> we joked about this before oh my we started gosh. recording. Oh, my favorite breakfast cereal is a cereal <laughs> called Crave. It's crave? Like, it has crave. chocolate yes. on the inside. It's amazing. It's like, <laughs> you, it's, you, you don't, it, I have it for dessert. I don't have any right now, but I would sit and have bowls and bowls and bowls. <laughs> and, and it's so good. It's so good. It's like, it's like eating chocolate and it's a little huh. crunchy with milk. It's beautiful. Huh. It's amazing. You make it sound like it's really hard to find. Is it, is it difficult? To oh, no. Oh, okay. Oh, no. It's, it's a, it's like red box. I think you can okay. find it at any grocery store. I just don't have it at the moment. Understand. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy who can, who's my dealer. What about you, Bennett? Um, I might go sort of on the opposite route. I like multigrain <laughs> Cheerios. They're like honey nut Cheerios, but less sweet. But like, you know, still sweet, but slightly mm-hmm. less straight sweet. I love it. I love it. That's hilarious. I'm going to go on the other side, meaning less, yeah. decadent, less decadent side of breakfast cereals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you both are just delightful and it's just such a treat to, to kind of spend some time oh, with wait, both no, of you. Oh, wait, no, what about you? What's your favorite breakfast, breakfast cereal? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm like an old school granola guy. I like a little granola yeah. and yogurt and some, some berries. Nice. And I kind of go that route. Very good. But, but my my dear wife uh, is a, for as long as I've known her, which is over 10 years now, um, uh, Honey Nut Cheerios lady. She's de- devoted to that one <laughs> flavor of really Cheerios. Good cereal. It's a really good cereal. For sure. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think that was, a, we, we should make that our last question for the podcast from now on. Favorite <laughs> breakfast cereal. Well, it's been a delight. Thank you so much for, for your time and for, um, for sharing your knowledge and your expertise and your wisdom with um, incoming first-year students, current first-year students, all, all students at WashU. I think it's some really wise advice that um, I'm glad that they can hear directly from you about your experiences. So thank you for your time. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank you so much. So thanks. it's really nice to talk to both of you again. Um, Absolutely. This is, this is a treat for me. Um, well, I wish you all a very productive uh, spring semester and be safe travels wise, Bennett, uh, safe travels back here uh, to St. Louis. And um, we will hopefully see you soon if we can get out of this pandemic anytime soon. Uh, I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much. Thank you.